I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40, and my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret. And you can find me on my website, WandaMeans.com. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. This is episode 85. Oh, my God. I know. I can't believe we're 15 from 100. 85 episodes. I know. That makes us old, right? We got to do something big for the, for the 100. Oh, I know. So... First segment is always me and my mouth, also known as story time. So I thought I'd um, talk about my kids because, you know, people just want to hear about other people's kids, right? <laughs> we'll start with the youngest. You got ass- pretty funny kids, though. Yeah, we'll start with the youngest asshole. I mean, child. God, did I say asshole? What's <laughs> wrong with me? So, you know, I've got four teenagers, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Wait. Yeah, well, I guess. Well, Robert will be 14. Robert's barely, but. He'll be 14. I mean, 13 in a couple weeks. So, yeah, I've got four teenagers. So, that means I've got all kinds of hormones f- flowing through my house. So, my little one pulls attitude yesterday, and I pulled the car over, and I said, I'm not going to put up with this attitude. So, what does he do? He gets he out. He gets the car. out. Oh, I uh-huh. knew it. I, I knew that was where you're going with that. So, I <laughs> sit there. And he walks away, and I can see him just standing there waiting for me to yeah. say, "Get your ass back!" It's in a the dumb car. move. You really don't have much pull when, it, when your parents when so you, you pull know what that he does? shit. So. He pulls up Google Maps. <laughs> well, and he he's goes, smart though. <laughs> Mom, it's a forty-five minute walk to Dad's house. What's your address? Because we're close to my house, and my house is only half a mile away. And I go, I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. You can walk your ass to Dad's. So I left, and he's like, "Mom, really? Did you really just leave?" I go, "Well." Honey, we got to learn to live with the decisions that we make. <laughs> that is important. So, so I go home. Ten minutes later, I hear my doorbell. <laughs> yes, that is a win for Wanda. That is a win for every parent out there that has an asshole teenager that's going to be a little dick. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <sighs> you know, it's hard raising teenagers. You know, I, you know, I've got one daughter. I'm coming out of yoga the other day, and she's I. I get a text, and you know, yoga is a place to go to release all the toxins. All the bad shit. All the bad stuff, you know, breathe through the pain, and to, you know, essentially not be, they're telling us in yoga, do not be consciously numb. Feel it, you know, and so it's a great workout. I love it. I'm at peace when I come out. I come out, there's a text on my phone. Mom, I want to give away a kidney. (laughs) (laughs) You, that's one you, you know you can chalk a lot of this kind of stuff up to being a phase N- most kids don't go through a I'm gonna give up my kidney phase I said well Emma you could check it off on your driver's license to donate an organ that she old, says, I've already done that I'm gonna donate an organ phase and then she proceeds to sell me on the procedure well you only need one you know and I'm like well can we talk about this after track season You should have told her, well, what if I need one of your kidneys? Oh, that's a good idea. Next time I'll say that. But I just, you know, so when all my kids were born, except for Richard, I saved their cord blood. And you know, you you know what it means to save cord blood. So, yeah, I know. (laughs) So it's essentially if they were to ever get cancer later in life, you know, up until they're 18, they could use their own stem cells from their own cord blood. It is a fabulous idea. And I've been paying for all three of the four because I didn't know about it. Actually, that's pretty cool. And it is a great idea. So... I don't need their kidney, but they might need to grow their own stem cells. Yeah. So, as I was saying, four kids, four teenagers, four issues. My um, older son. Four assholes. Four assholes. Uh, my older son, God love him, calls me just now because I just released my video. Did you see my, did <laughs> yeah. you see my promo video? I, heard the, I saw the promo video and I heard uh, his commentary because you had him on speakerphone. Oh, yeah. He calls and says, <laughs> uh, Mom, when did you get a Texas accent? <laughs> I'm just like. He's like, Mom, that wasn't you at all. Like, that sounded nothing like you. I mean, I do love my son. He will call me and he will actually 
talk about problems at school that he's having, challenges he's having. And I'm very grateful that I have that open relationship with him because when he was Robert's age, he was an asshole. So good news to everyone who's listening. Your 13-year-olds grow up and become almost 20-year-olds and there is a, there, it's a saving grace. I mean, if I could just get through the rest of my teenage years, have you heard that saying, you know, children age so much in their teens, but parents age like at least 20 years? I think that's what's happening to me. This is why I have so much gray hair. Although you can't see it. Speaking of a uh, little rich, though, do you mind if I, I just got a cool question. Can we follow up with what you were talking about, what was going on with them last week? Oh, uh, the girl? Yes. Uh, so his friend told her sweet mate or roommate or whatever, I will, you know, let's, let's go to the ER and get a rape kit done. And she said, okay, great. So they went to practice because they play some sport there and she took off. Oh. So. Yeah. You know. That's a, that's a serious situation. There. Last week I talked about a girl getting raped or saying she was raped. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Rape is rape. I mean, I, I, if you're raped, by all means, tell someone and go get a rape kit. But if you weren't and you accuse someone of it, some guy recently just That's got dark, out of jail. dark, dark stuff right there. For serving six years and he had a potential football career. Who was that guy? It was just on the news this week. And he finally got out because the DNA exonerated him. Okay, the girl that accused him, I'm sorry. She should serve the same time he did. Yeah. Period. I think, that, I think the penalty should, should I be I agree. So, I mean, that is, that is, I'm not going to say it ruined his life. At least he's out now and has, you know, the potential to still live a, a fruitful life. But still, I know, he's she like, fucked up his life He's big only 24-ish. I get it, but. I mean, to go to prison, I mean, if someone who didn't do that is like really, really dark. It is dark and it's wrong, but obviously more girls are raped than falsely accused. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be no very doubt. clear about that. No doubt. So, thanks for the downer. Shit, I'm sorry. I'm usually not the one that does that. I, I could. You're right. Right. We're gonna save that for my uh, weekly pedophile report. Although I might change it to the MVP report. <laughs> oh, all right. Most valuable. Most pedophile. valuable pedophile. <laughs> or pervert. Most vile pedophile. Oh, see, <laughs> there you go. The, okay, we're gonna call it the MVP report. All right. And I've got a good one. That's today. way more catchy. I've got a good one today. People are so fucked up. Speaking of, should we go to that now? No, we're not. Um. So Lizzie, my. Uh, so I've talked about my boys talked about one of my girls so lizzie she's my just got a national honor society she's a good kid she works hard she had a physics project and we had to make some damn boat float and go or whatever a steam engine or something so we worked uh, on that thing for hours and it didn't work and she panicked mom i'm gonna fail no i i don't think you fail if you try yeah and so i i think that kids are so consumed I by a perfection, which I have never once stressed to my children. Not one time. We do. My mother was all about perfection, and I am just the opposite. I'm about a good heart, a good soul, good character. She was so upset, and I said, "Go to your teacher and just say, hey, I've tried everything. I worked on this for hours. I gave up doing my other homework.' And she's a hardworking kid, you know. Mm -hmm. And she's panicking. Right. This is how kids get anxiety attacks. It's me. so ridiculous. And just tell them, I failed. I, I, I didn't fail." I couldn't get it to work. I worked my ass off on this. And she did that. And her professor gave her a break, or her teacher, or whatever. I don't know if the professor's in high school. Uh, I, I'm like, Lizzie, see, you sweat so much and you get so upset. Why do so many kids feel this need for perfection? And you know what they do when they don't get it right? They cheat. And I told my daughter I'd kill her if she cheated. I said, you go in there and you tell them, I couldn't get it to work. I tried everything. 
You never cheated even a little bit in school? I cheated a little yeah, bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does a little bit, you know. When it's like passed to your friend to the right and grade papers, you know, little shit like that. I'd be like, yeah, give me a break on that one. Or, you know, you know you're taking me back a long time ago because I'm a lot older <laughs> than you are. Um, I could have. Honestly, I don't remember. Obviously, the biggest cheat I ever did was on my husband. Oh, right. But that's not in, I meant, I was Lesson learned. specifically to academic. Uh, okay. Cheating. All right. Uh, I want to do a quick shout out to my sorority, Alpha Phi. I got an email the other day, and I'm very honored that they had asked me to be a mentor and a coach to the young collegians, and they have a leadership training program. Well, congratulations. Every year. And uh, I cool. was honored that they asked me. I don't know if they want me going out there. <laughs> they may have, uh, be careful what you wish for. I know, be careful what you wish for. Um, so thank you to Alpha Phi. Um, I have many great friends from that sorority from years and years ago, and even to this day. Very grateful to have joined a sorority. I know people make fun of sorority girls, and some of them, I will say, um, are, are um, earning being made fun of. Yeah. But I'm not getting into that. Okay, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to talk about something so foul, so disgusting. They are in over somewhere in Far East Asia. They are boiling tampons and drinking the water. I don't think I can even talk about this. Apparently, I got a pretty strong stomach, but that is so, so gnarly. Apparently, they hallucinate when they do it. Okay, so here's what's disturbing they don't know what chemicals are in a tampon. So when we stick tampons in us, you know, every month to, you know, for the cotton, it's, we think it's just cotton. Well, apparently it's cotton. Yeah, but then you have that like toxic shock syndrome and you can like but die from that. But you leave it stuff. in too long. But it still means there has to be stuff in there that's not good for you. Well, it's also waste coming out of your body, sitting there and absorbing and kind of growing back in there. I've, that's, I've, that's true I've never you, had right? it, but I've, I've been close. So it's even <laughs> more disgusting because they're, it's such a craze, I guess. I, that's a bad word. That they'll even boil used tampons. The look on your face is priceless. Just so you, you know. You know, for, for just, I don't know why. That's where my mind went from the very beginning. Oh. I thought you were saying, I'm like, that's why oh. I was so so disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, okay, boiling tampons and drinking it is just, is just fucking weird. Boiling used tampons and using it is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I personally find I don't know why my mind went there. <laughs> repulsive. So I, I, I hesitated even talking about this because people are going to hear and go, oh, let's go try that. Do not try that. I really hope that's not true. If you don't know what's in it, don't drink it. I still have some hope for society. I, I don't think any of your listeners are going to start pointing Well, some kids take tampons and dip them in vodka and then shove up their hoo-ha, and then it goes into the blood quicker. Yeah, no, I get it. I just do Who shot makes this shit up? I drank fucking this? lemon extract to get drunk once. What? <laughs> we drank lemon extract to get once drunk once in high school. Maybe we should solicit this podcast all the high school kids to give them ideas on a way to get drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Lemon extract? Yeah. Did it work? Yeah, it was really gross to get down there. I guess it's like drinking scope or something. It is. It's like the not kind of alcohol really you're supposed to drink. But yeah, I mean, it, it, got, it got me messed up. But it's really horrible. I can't imagine. Are you going to um, Justin Timberlake tonight? No, I'm not. Why? I, I, I'm not a huge concert goer in my older age. Older age. The please. last concert I saw was Fleetwood Mac, and that was like five years ago. My boyfriend got me free tickets. Nice. Of course I'm going to go. Yeah. And then I'm going to go, they're having that ready to rumble thing right now in Phoenix. Oh, nice. 
So I think I might go. Actually, I am going. I'm flying up there in a few days. If you ever have any extra WWE tickets, throw them my way. Okay, so I can get you tickets. I don't, I'm sure they're coming back. They come all the time. Do you know that they... So Randy's a director, and he sits through all these meetings, and um, they, they go over these shows. I mean, these shows are... I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, they really have to, elaborate. It's very, you know, it's well written. You know, they have they have like fifteen writers. They write it, they script it, they choreograph it, and so to be like this big super athlete, and then Randy says they'll practice, you know, their moves and whatnot, and that's a whole foreign language, a takedown or whatever they call all these moves. Yeah, the same time. They're reciting their lines. You know, they're saying their lines. I mean, listen, I'm not a fan of WWE. I Oh, it's fun. It's like a soap opera that I don't watch. Totally. They do have some 205 show, which is all the little guys under 205 pounds. And those guys, to me, are like Cirque du Soleil. But I, it's fascinating. Do your kids like WWE? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, a... I like the whole show part of it. But it is pretty impressive how these these guys are just like actors really and athletes. Even if the acting is horrible, but that's kind of the point. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be over the top. Oh, I don't know. It's not I, like delivering a monologue, you know, or which, for a Scorsese movie. Or I mean, so Randy tells me, because he's, you know, around people all the time, he says, Juan, you got to talk slower. And I don't know how to talk slower. I talk so fast. He goes, whatever you do, if it's slow, talk slower. And I guess that's what they tell those guys. Can you imagine performing in front of people every single week? No. In front of 50,000 people? <sighs> I mean, either. Okay, so update on my neighbor that died. Oh, you need to take a break soon. Okay, we'll talk about when they come back. We'll talk about that when we come back, and we'll also talk about, is it okay to be homophobic? Big story for that. And a new term, race hustler. So much to talk about. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman. Welcome back on Wanda Means. I'm One Blunt Woman. And we were talking about homophobia. We were going to talk about homophobia. And I'm going to throw something out there, Kevin, that I think is going to shock you. All right. My question is, is it okay to be homophobic? Um, I don't think you could help it if you were, right? And my answer is yes. It is okay to be homophobic. But it is not yeah, okay. It doesn't mean you have to treat people differently. If to be an asshole. Yeah. It is not okay. Like on lovewhatmatters.com, this guy was standing in line wearing a rainbow shirt. Uh, and, you know, the asshole says, have fun in hell, you homo. Um, are you some sort of faggot? Really? So that's not okay. But a phobia is a fear and we all have fears. So Lady Gaga went off on the vice president saying, oh, you're a homophobe. How dare you? So uh, listen, and I love Lady Gaga. She's one talented woman. But I, I think what we don't understand is like people that are homophobic, they just, they don't understand it. They have a fear of it. Yeah. I have people several fear friends. People don't understand. That's exactly it. I have several friends who um, 
have daughters who have come out of the closet. And I gotta hate, I really don't even like that saying. I don't think anymore. What, come out of the closet? Yeah, I, I'm gonna get past that because I don't think it's okay. Um, because I think it's the shame and guilt that these kids feel. And one of the daughters I was talking to, one of my girlfriends, she said, I'm afraid to talk to my parents about it because they don't understand. Yeah. And and if their parents are homophobic or, you know, they had hoped that their child wouldn't be gay, not because they don't want them to be gay, but because it's a life of challenging and the world is so brutal outside and they don't want their children getting hurt. Okay, that's a different whole different type of, you know, that's just basic protection that we have of all of our children. Uh, but so what concerns me is that she can't talk to anyone about this. And I think we as parents have to understand that we it's it's okay. We can talk to our kids about being homosexual. And I understand it's okay if you're homophobic. It's it's okay. I can't believe I would ever say that. But if you don't understand and you have a fear, that's normal. It's not okay to be an asshole. <laughs> That was a pretty clear-cut case of being an asshole, that one you just told. Oh, about I know. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, Jake Paul, he's got this, he's the one that went into that suicide forest, and now, you know, he's got a thing going on in March where he's going gay. Well, my girlfriend's daughter that I was talking to, she's like, that's insulting to us because you don't go gay. Being gay is not a choice. I can't just just be like, I'm going to be gay for a little while. I mean, no. I'm going to try out being gay. To say you're going to experiment with the other sex or with the same sex, whatever. Okay. So, and Dr. Phil, do you ever watch him? No. He says, you can be your child's anchor, their safe place, and don't ever drop your end of the rope. Which is true. You know, we've got to, I've talked about this so many times when we talk to our kids about things that are uncomfortable, like pedophilia. It's uncomfortable. Abuse is uncomfortable. Masturbation, talking to your daughters, it's uncomfortable if they're 15 and they're not masturbating, even though you know your your 15-year-old son is, you know? So there are just so many things that are so uncomfortable. And if we don't approach our children, they're not going to come to us. I agree. I mean, I'm unusually lucky that my son, my college-age son, will, you know, open up and tell me about things. And I'm very grateful for that because I can talk him through things. Um. Although my daughter, every time we talk about masturbation, she's like, Mom, we get it. I thought she was asking you stuff about it. No, her friends do. Oh, right, right, right. But she's like, I don't talk about it, Mom. Boys do it. It's disgusting. Yeah. I'm hosting an after party this Saturday for all these 40 kids for this party at my house, my lake house. I think I'm crazy. That should be fun. It should be interesting. So I, we have a meeting with all the parents that are helping me host it at, my, at, the, at our house. And they're like, well, can we play musical chairs? I'm like, no. Are we going to play Pin the Tail on the Donkey, too? <laughs> and they're like, that's not okay. I'm like, no, they're 17. They don't want to play musical chairs. And then sing Kumbaya and make s'mores. Or yeah, I maybe think I'll hire gonna, a clown. I think I'm going to do that. So here's the thing. Back to homophobia. And fears are normal of the unknown. And to all my girlfriends that have children that are gay and they're challenged by this, just just be there for them and and I think take the time to ask them, hey, do you want to talk about this? I mean, I know you don't have kids yet, but one day you're going to have to talk about really uncomfortable things. No doubt. And that's like a sport for me almost. Let's find mm-hmm. the most uncomfortable topic and let's talk you're about it. You're gifted at that. That's true. It's a gift. But so many of my friends, you know, they're 
kids are drinking and doing all the stuff and they're doing jewel and they're doing everything else. You know, I'm like, does your mother know? No, I could never tell my mother. I'm like, well, try. Yeah. So then, then I turn around to those parents and say, you might want to talk to your kids no, about no. their vices. A lot of parents aren't easy to talk to about that kind of stuff, though. I mean, that's more often than not. So this is one of the things. I, um, if you want to hire me to come speak to your college or high school kids, I will be more than happy to have an honest and uncomfortable conversation with them. Have the conversation that parents don't want to have. You yeah. Know? So like vices. Yeah. We all have them. Like my neighbor, I said I would talk about that before we came back. Oh, yeah. They found out that he... they. Mm, you know, they found a needle. Oh. So I'm thinking that, you know, he was trying to get a high or something. Yeah. I know he had kids. He was my age. I'm not sure he was trying to purposely go. But I think it's important that we talk about this. I think. How do we know at what point is that tipping point? What point is the great high and then you just fall asleep. You don't know. Because you had the high. Yeah. And you wake up the next day. So at what point is that high become your lethal injection? How do we know? How do we know? Because accidental overdoses is, is rampant in this country. Yeah, you don't know. Just don't push it to that. I mean, <laughs> where that's even a possibility. That's the thing about alcohol. I know when I have had too much to drink. I am not taking that next drink. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Do you know that? It's a firmer line. How do we there. not net? Like I'm like, oh my god, I'm so I'm. You know when you get the bed spins, you know. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I've had too much. So why would I go have four more drinks? People don't die in overdose on alcohol very often. I mean, kids do. Well, Young kid you know, college last kids do. UC Irvine, he he died from alcohol poisoning. But I mean, at what point do we? Okay, I want to go. Out, I want to go with my girlfriends, and I want to get drunk and be crazy and stupid and silly, but I don't want to die. How do we know what that tipping point is? How did my neighbor not know he was at that point where it was like, holy shit, maybe I should only shoot half this file and not the whole thing. How, how do we know? You don't know. That's why you die. Well, why that happens. It's like, what were we talking about earlier? Erotis, erotica asphyxiation. Yeah, erotic asphyxiation. Auto, auto, is it Whatever auto erotica? It is. You know, when... I think, I, I think that's it. I had someone I knew whose son died from that. He was 17. He was trying to get off and... You know? When you're 17, normal masturbation is perfectly fine. So why do they have to go to the next I don't, level? I don't know. And so why, so is it because all Americans are overachievers and we all have to just take it to one more level? Is that where we're going with all this? Maybe, but usually that doesn't happen when you're that young. So where's the tipping point? Maybe we should call this podcast, Where's the Tipping Point? Yeah, the tipping point. I like that. Okay, we didn't get to the weekly pedophile report. You still got time. <laughs> I know. Are you so excited that we can talk about the... <laughs> oh, wait, we're changing to the I'm MVP. so glad we can squeeze it in. We're talking to the, about the... It's the MVP report. Oh, of course. Uh, I don't know how I forgot how I let that slip past. Shut up. <laughs> Paige Hatfield. Do you know her out of Kansas? No. She beat a four-year-old to Bally. She blinded the poor thing. Whew. I'm going to go with... She owned a daycare center. And she only had that kid for 11 days. And then she beat him. Stephanie Holland, you've had her, right? Yeah. Stephanie is an attorney. She's actually one of my dear friends. and she's on, the, a, on the radio. Yeah, you. that's funny. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you have not had her. Please tell your girlfriend you have not had her. 
she, <laughs> you did her podcast. She's a lawyer, yes. and she posted on my timeline. Yes. That, and I was very grateful for this. That in two thousand seven, uh, the um, statute of limitations is no longer applied for. Uh, there is no statute of limitations. Yeah. For abusing children. Right. So if you stick your wanker in a child, when that person, that child is eighty, they can come after you when you're a hundred. Just saying. Don't stick your as wanker. it should be. Don't stick your wanker words and welcome. Yeah. So thank you, Stephanie, for pointing that out to me. I fully believe in that. So one of Lizzie's dear friends, her mom is the CEO of the Denton County Children's Advocacy Center, and they need help. They have 800,000 people in Denton County, 20%, 25% are kids, 10% of those are abused, that's 20,000 kids, and they only see 1,000 kids a year. So how many, let's do some quick math, Kevin, how many oh, kids man. are not being seen? 20,000 being abused, and they only see 1,000. All right, let me get my pen and paper. Yeah, that let's would do be Terry the one, 19,000. That was funny. <laughs> In all seriousness, go to their website. Yeah, that's a staggering number. It's the CACDC.org, and please donate. I'm not doing another sick pervert report today because I'm so sick and tired of fucking assholes. It's okay to be afraid, but it is not okay to be an asshole. Maybe that should be my new Ooh, I like that. It's okay? Yeah. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I am Wanda Means. You can find my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, on wandameets.com. Please listen to me on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. And do not forget, you can't make a man treat you right, but you sure as hell can make him wish he did. I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.